never knew a la 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 a la like this. Gotta be something for me to write this. Queen, I ain't seen you in a minute. Wrote this letter and finally decide to send it. Sign, sealed, delivered for us to grow together. Love has no limit. Let's spin a slow forever. I know your heart is weathered by what studs did to you. I ain't gonna saw them cause I probably did it too. Because of you feelings I handle with care. Some niggas recognize your life but they can't handle the glare. You know I ain't the type to walk around with matching shirts. A relationship is effort. I will match your work. I want to be the one to make you happiest and hurt you the most. They say the end is near. It's important that we close to the most high. Regardless of what happened on him, let's rely. Second. It's important we communicate and tune the fate of this union to the right pitch. I never call you my bitch or even my boo. There's so much in the name and so much more in you. Few understand the union of woman and man. It's sex and a tingle is where they assuming it land. But that's fly by night for you in the sky, right? When these cold shy nights, moon, you my light. If heaven had a height, you would be that tall. Ghetto the coffee shop, you I see that all. Let's stick to understanding and we won't fall. For better or worse times, I hope to me you call. So I pray every day more than anything. Friends will stay as we begin to lay this foundation for a family. Love ain't simple. No hesitation podcast, only podcast for the people, by the people. Today I am joined with Chicago's own. Some of you, a lot of the city know who you are, low key. Um, and some of you might not, but you're going to find out today. Swiper Nation's own Gucci. And you go by Gucci 100%, right? Yeah, I mean. Because that's what, like, when somebody told me about you before and then recent, that's what they refer to you as. Yeah, uh, my real name Eric Wilson, but most people know me as Gucci for real, so, you know. And... How did uh how just start off the rundown? What's your come up? How to, Chicago? What else? Uh, Chicago. Um, uh, I came up really on my network, man. Like, I started off with a whole bunch of support coming out of Kenwood. Mm-hmm. Everybody was rocking with me. Then when I went to Atlanta, it's kind of like I was that distant. I want to say I was that distant person that decided to take that trip all the way down there. So I still had homies back home, and you feel me? They wanted to see me win. So it's like. It really was just the support system was already there. So what was like? Uh, what was your grow up like? Uh, growing up it was tough. Yeah, I was that shorty that like I couldn't really go outside. Uh, my father had passed. Slight away. shelter kid. Yeah, slight shelter kid. Okay. So it was like I was throwing parties in the crib for real. Like if somebody wanted to come see me, they had to slide by the crib. <laughs> I was gonna let me out. So you feel me? Uh, yeah. Like father passed away. My mom, uh, she was paralyzed in 08, so it was kind of like I was really in the crib, so it was literally like people really had to, you feel me, like come slide by the crib, and I was having all these mini parties, and mm-hmm. it was like over the course of time, people was really like, like it went from 10 to 20. That had like, kind of how you started the game? Your, okay, yeah. okay. And it got me in the mindset of just being the host for real, so. What is it, you say your mother was paralyzed, and I'm asking how. Uh, she had a brain aneurysm. Okay. So uh, she was, it attacked the left side of her brain. So I think the right side was uh paralyzed, and then she couldn't walk. She was on bed rest for like a year and a half. And during that time, uh, I was like really just a shorty. I think it was like it was like oh six or oh eight. I think, but yeah, I was really a shorty. 
I think uh, I wasn't even at Kenwood yet, but I was at Marquette Park hooping, and like all the kids just said I like Gucci. So if he would have never got hurt, I would have <coughs> never went out and got that uh, that experience just mm-hmm. being, you know, hooping, being around other kids and stuff. So, you know, I got my Gucci nickname out of it, you know, just her, you know, being able to let me free a bit. Okay. You know, and I want to take this somewhere. And how was your, uh, what about your father? If you don't mind me asking. I don't yeah. know how comfortable you are. No, no, I'm comfortable. Been okay. uh, my father, his nickname was Butter. Um, he was kind of like, you feel me, the social guy in the hood where, like, you feel me, he threw, like, a couple of uh, demos or whatever. Everybody knew about him. And, you know, everybody say he was constantly smiling. So, you know, I got my, like, presence automatically, like, from the hood. I got my presence as just being love butter and, like, oh, she going to get females when he get old mm-hmm. or, you know, and it also had, like, Is that shit true, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like, you it's kind of like it gave me, like, a little presence before I was even, you know, myself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they was preparing me to be something. And, you know, they was protecting me in the hood. I didn't really have to. You know, how did your did your father? Stuff. How did he pass? Oh, he got shot. Okay, yeah. so I wanted to take that. Like, you think you been sheltered was something between the two, or your father, your father been in the streets, and your, yeah. your mother kind of not not being so well, so they wanted to kind of keep you safe. Facts, yeah. That- that's that's really that's really where it came from for real. Because it's like it's like man, like it's kind of like. It was like bad luck in the household. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was like they didn't want me to, you feel me, be exposed to everything. Like they still wanted me to be a kid at the same time. Like even though you're going through these tragic circumstances, they still wanted me to, you feel me, have something to smile about, have fun. Did you realize a lot of that shit when you was young? Hell yeah. It's like, I was just like, I ain't gonna lie, I was the shorty where it's like everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something bigger gonna come out of this. Like I was thinking of that, like when I was like 12, 13. So, you know, it was, you know, it was a learning experience, but also, you know, it made me cherish life a little bit more. You get what I'm saying? Like, seeing, you feel me, one person die and the other person, you know, health is at risk. It's like, man, I'm fully functioning. Like, I got to, you know, go out and get me a meal. I got to go out and go eat, you feel me, provide, you get what I'm saying? Just because, you know, like, I, I don't know people who not even here. I know people who have here to say this, they have functioning. So it's kind of like. Man, like, if I got my full health, I got to go, you know, do something positive. 100%. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, fast forward to high school. What was what, what were you like in high school? I ain't going to lie. In high school, I was kind of like a ladies' man. But at the same time, I was I was falling off. I think I came out of Kenwood with, like, a 2.3. But I had, like, a 24 on the ACT. So, I was... That's what held little, you up? Yeah, that's what held me up. That's what got me to Clark for real, but because that 2.3 wasn't going to cut it. But you feel me? I had a story. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was a little bit smart with the 24, and I went, I didn't all the way feel with the 2.3, but, you know, that's like a little under a seat. But at the same time, I could have did more. But my senior year, I think I came out of that. I think my senior year GPA was a 3.7. Okay, so, so you had to, like, turn it up. Yeah, I had, I had to turn up at the end. But, you know, in high school, I was a ladies' man. I was throwing parties. Before we were swiping nation, we was the slutty boys. Okay, I've heard I've heard of that before. Yeah, slutty wing. I think that's now, like, is, is those, uh, I used to throw parties up there on um on Indiana? Yeah, we threw parties there. Like, we threw parties. So, what, uh, what made you want to go to Clark Atlanta? Man, I had to get out of the city, man. Everybody was uh, really comparing me to, like, the little Law Cannon. You get what I'm saying? So it was like, 
man, to get to that next step, I feel like I really had to escape the city for a while. And like in that escape, it made me just appreciate, you know, it made me appreciate shit. It made me appreciate the heroes. Yeah. Did you appreciate the food, all that. You say people that say people compare you to Law Cannon? Yeah, like as a shorty when I was throwing the party and stuff, they like gonna be just like Law Cannon or mm-hmm. you trying to be like Law Cannon. It was like, man, I'm trying to be me. This was the it, but this was like the midst of his hype. Yeah. Where it was. His, nah, the parties he was, was huge. Going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he used to throw those hell parties, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, I remember that. I remember that. So What's the what's the difference you think between Atlanta and Chicago now that you've been there for a little bit? Uh, the difference is really the support and it's the amount of people. So you think that's really a thing? No, no, no. Support support is true. Just cause like I ain't gonna lie, like in Atlanta, mm-hmm. everything is connected on the business side and everything is connected. You feel me? Showing the strength of love. Like there's niggas out there that you feel me? Like all getting paid for features, but they also you know doing features for free there's promoters out there like I, people don't know most of the promoters including the promo team i work for in atlanta they came together to get lakeisha bottoms in there like all the promoters all the artists and they was endorsing her together like it's a, like they can come together when it comes to certain stuff for real like put everything aside but it's just because of the demographics of atlanta you feel me like mm. most of the people in there 18 to 30 black you get what i'm saying yeah. like it's it's easy to come together you get what i'm saying it's more communication you know, like they they platform change Chicago spread out like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the whole segregated factor. Seg- segregation is real in Chicago. Okay. Whether it's black and white people, whether it's black and black people, you get what I'm saying? Like it's hard to maneuver. Like it's easy bus, it's easy train, but as far as you know, communicating, keeping that bond for real, like you got to look at the platform in Chicago for real. It's hard to maneuver. It's hard to network. Unless you downtown or the low end, for what, real. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Like you don't think it's? I want you to like exp- like expand on that a little bit more. Where it's harder to to network and things like that. It's it's cause you like, mean like through corporations and business wise or I, people to people. I mean corporation and business wise, but also um, like I feel like the block structure would just say, uh, like just say like it's so many different communities i feel like it's set up where it's so it, like just say it's like a corner store and a little grocery store and, and like a gas station is like they are they are really make those three little factors out they own little community you get what i'm mm-hmm. saying instead of you know spreading it out a little bit where you just see 69th is own block other than a 69th the 50th you get what i'm yeah, saying yeah. like it's and it's hard just because of the spacing and also because of the ownership of the blocks. You get what I'm saying? People feel like they own the neighborhood. You get what right. I'm saying? And it's like, it's harder to, to maneuver and it's hard to come together and, you know, like a different manner when you feel me. You you look at the property as yours. You're supposed to do that, mm-hmm. but only to a certain extent, though. You get what I'm saying? Is it like, I know, because everywhere got, you know, gangs and yeah. things like that. Do you think that gang structure plays a part? Yeah, it do. And I feel like, I feel like it's just the presentation of it. You get what I'm saying? Like, it ain't nothing wrong with, you feel me, young black males coming together. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, focusing on certain goals or, you know, f- figuring out how they're going to provide for each other and having brotherhood. You get what I'm saying? Fraternities do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In different parts of the world, you know, like, like people, like young black people come together or young people in general come together. And it's like, when you see, with such a the gang presence in Chicago, every time you see a, a group of young black men, unless they got on the suit, 
you would think like they on some shit. That's you know a fact. That's a fact. I see you that shit just getting on the train, on. yo. Feel I feel yeah, that just like getting on the train. You feel it like yeah. damn with these niggas. Like, and it's hard to like <clears throat> I think only people who have to experience it can understand it. Because it's it's one of those things that's just like hard to explain. Yeah. But you you feel it. You feel it and, and I was on the train. My co host, she not here. Shout out to Ye. Um Shout out Ye. She not here today, but we would she I had got her on because she from St. Louis. Okay. And this was like two weeks ago. We went up north. Um and we went to, took the L on sixty nine. We got on the red line okay. here. You know the red line changed once you get yeah. to like thirty fifth <laughs> pretty much. That's yeah. when motherfuckers start to get on who real, not real. from the hood. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we get on and she she started laughing and I'm like, What you laughing for? This lady get on and she look around and she take a purse instead of just you know having a purse right here like like most people do on the side. Yeah. You know she put her shit in her lap and you know she like I ain't for nothing. <laughs> like y'all like just tucking her shit like and then like, I'm talking like sitting, <laughs> sitting like this with it like the football yeah cup. and yeah, just I like feel. holding it but it's one of those things where she the only one on the train and she everybody I I guess everybody gonna jump to some somewhat conclusions about other right. people because I do it you probably do it yeah. things like that and that's what happened so I understand that to an extent. Thanks. But so like do you think do you think that there is any way that <clears throat> the shit here will be able to change and kind of be more towards you know community and coming together to push things even if it's putting everything aside like you said for one ultimate goal or one thing at a time and everybody pushing something I ain't going to lie man it got to it got to start with number one it got to be people not scared to you feel me Sacrifice their time. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like time is a virtue. Obviously, you wanna you know take them strides every every single day. You wanna take them strides to you know securing your bag, or you wanna take them strides to you know doing whatever you feel like God put you on this earth to do. But at the same time, it's like it gotta be people that's ready to drop what they gotta do and be like, man, we need to hold off and pause. Like patience is mm-hmm. something that don't come easy. You get what I'm saying? That's and it gotta fact. be real people. That like real people that's in positions of real people that got a word or made a platform for themselves that got stuff to lose mm-hmm. to you know step up and be like, man, we need to hold off on everything. We need to focus on ourselves a little bit. Like, right. If, if, unless people not taking the time out their day to really you know care about the issue, ain't nothing gonna be done. And they got to be you know a couple different people. Like one person might kick it off. You know what I'm saying? Kaepernick kicked it off, but if ain't nobody following up behind that, it's, it's it, only gonna go. It'll only go so far. Facts, and it's like it's like really everybody's scared. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people not only scared of like. I wouldn't say the government, or I wouldn't be say like some crazy organization. It's probably one out there, but I don't know, so mm-hmm. I ain't gonna really say nothing out there. But it's like people scared of each other. You feel me? Competition. People feel like black people feel like we the bottom of the barrel. Like, and it's like if we already getting fifty percent, I'm not finna give you my ten. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a competition factor at the same time. That's I, I, that was a good. That's a good analogy right there. For real. That's a very good one. And. and I think I think it could happen. It's just an ego thing at the end too. Like people just have yeah. to eventually just sit shit shit like you say, sit their shit aside and really kinda of focus on, you know, building up. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean the people do try, but it like it's only it'd only be like a couple people and then nobody else wants to follow up. And I think that's some shit that really can happen. It can. It's, it's crazy. We were just talking, and there's so much shit on social media now with the whole 6 9 shit. Yeah. And I ain't never seen, like, so many people who 
you know, go against each other so hard, finally just focus <laughs> energy on one fucking person and one thing. You feel me? Yeah. Because everybody on this on this man ass, and I, like, it's sad that it had to be you know something so negative yeah. for people to do it. But it, at the same time, it's like one of those things. I look on my phone. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and shit. Finally, everybody, <laughs> everybody on bullshit with one person that ain't from here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things. And so maybe. And seeing that, like, I really do believe there is hope. Because this is, this is a capital. Like, this yeah. is a city, like, even though Atlanta popping, this is bigger than Atlanta. Yeah, to me, honestly, I feel like Chicago, like, to a certain extent, sets the tone just because it's so we so diverse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we not one of them people that, like, got a certain, you know, accent off of it mm-hmm. that you would notice. Or we don't pronounce our words. We kind of like that, that central area where, yeah. you know, like, New York rock with us, Atlanta rock with us, you feel me? LA rock with us, but it's like, you feel me? It's our culture, it's our lingo. Like, See, that's what, that's my favorite. New York's my favorite place. So I, I try to get to New York as much as I can. And one of the big reasons I like it is because it's so it's so diverse and you got all these you got a lot of shit going on. But even when I'm there, it don't compare to here. Right. In the sense of just how people move, the mindset of the people cuz they so, you know, they so work 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 work. Yeah, for shit be so damn expensive and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Chicago, we got that work ethic, but also it's that fun factor here too. Yeah, we kicking it for real. We got the fashion here. We got the sports here. Like it's yeah. everything in Chicago. For real, balance. And that's just what it is. So I just wanted to kind of speak on Chicago a little bit. That's what I'm trying to take these next few episodes to really get everyone's opinion. Because you are influenced at the end of the day, and you have an opinion that needs to be heard on the city that could possibly, like you say, kick some shit off or, um, you know, just start a change. And that's what it is. And I think everybody just needs to kind of hear the people who have influence, uh, opinion on the city, just so we can all get something going. Because there's no reason that we can't have everything in our city that we have to go to other cities for. Yeah, that's true. And, like, even with, like, 2012 when all the rap was really blowing up here, no labels came here, but when Atlanta blew up, all the labels went there. Yeah, that's true. And, like, why why couldn't we get labels here or media companies here? We don't have those, which and it should be, I believe. But we got to go to other cities for that. We got to go to New York to do our interviews. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know what I mean? We go to we go to Atlanta to record our music and shit. Yeah, that's we go true. to LA to, you know, get all our press and things. <clears throat> and I think this is a city where you could we could knock all that shit out at once cuz we got the talent. Facts, that's true. We got the talent like a motherfucker. So, to kind of go towards you, what is Swiping Nation coming to play? How did that start? And Man, when did it start? I remember I was in my dorm and like I was really just, you know, preparing for coming back to Chicago. And I know a lot of people was like, I need to clean it up, you feel me, my brand a little bit, just because, you know, seeing the person I am, like, I'm all about, you know, just people being safe. Like, I done lost people, so obviously I don't want nobody to be lost in my event, you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's kind of like, in order to avoid all that, I had to move in a different direction. So everybody know, like, when I was throwing parties as a slutty boy, it's like, it was no whole bars, cutting edge party, like, you go in there, everybody jumping you feel me like it's still a good vibe it's still a good fun but it was kind of like the the 2012 keith vibe like like you know we ended up bumping keith you know rowdy smoking and all that and all that stuff was cool like it was fun that was that was the spur of the moment but going forward it's like 
people starting to be a little bit more cautious about how they, you know, where they go. People mm -hmm. got more stuff going on. And it's kind of like, I, I want to move with my crowd. You know, I don't want to be one of those things that's left behind. I want to be something that's, you feel me, there for forever. You that's get what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm good. Well, but uh, I, I want to be one of the people that's there forever. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like the only way I could have did that is, you know, starting to change myself, you okay. know, starting to try to change the mindsets of the people who are around me. You get what I'm saying? And it, starting with yourself, what was the change you think you had to make? Man, the change I, I made myself is really just starting to care more. You get what I'm saying? Starting to care about the parties a little bit more. Like, Slutty Boy is kind of like date time, location, come here, free everything. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and it was working out. Like, people was really coming. You know, we was rocking it out. But the party is kind of like, I wanted to use money to bring the entertainment. And I want to, you know, all I care about is make it, making that money back. Like, that's the point I'm at now where it's like, it's like I'm going to put on the show. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? It's not just time, day, location. But we really trying to, you know, put some emotion and kick something off. And we trying to. Like it's so we got so many ideas. Like you get what I'm saying about what we want to do, and uh, Swipe Nation really event coordinating, party promotion, music promotion, and I want to get into film too. So I want to get into, really I want to touch everything. So it's kind of like, how can I do that? And I wasn't gonna be able to do that with Slutty Boy Records or yeah. you know like maybe it sound a little bit cool, but at the, by the end of the day it's kind of like man I had to go in a new direction. And I remember I was I was thinking of just different names and stuff. Yeah, because Swiping Nations is a hell of a Chicago name. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it really is. is, bro. It is. So I was thinking of, uh, I remember I seen something Nation, like Pink Nation or something like that. And uh, I was just seeing, like, like gee, like, ain't no no cap. Do it, Explore popped on. Swiping, no swiping. Swiper, no swiper. That's where the fox come from? Yeah, that's where the fox came from. And it's like, gee, like, that man Swiper was really, like, <laughs> he was really out here getting down. Like, he reminded me of folks down the street. Yeah, that's, down a like, that's a fact. We know you coming, bro. You stay where you at. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, man, like, it was like Swiper Nation. I remember I put the chat in with all my homies who I started Slutty Boys with. And I was mm -hmm. like, gee, this is going to be our name. And I was like, y'all got two days to figure out a better name. Well, this is the name we rocking with. And shit, them two days went by. They like, man, you got it. Shit, swiping nation. They sold it. The same people who were part of Slutty Boys kind of just transferred to Swiping Nation. Yeah. Okay. For the most part, I mean, uh, it was it was only a couple guys who was like, you know, they got stuff going on. But you feel me? But at the end of the day, they still come to the parties. They still post. They still come in for free. Like mm -hmm. to a certain extent, everybody who I've been around is like to a certain extent family. Okay. You get what I'm saying? These people that been in my crib, like when it wasn't nobody there. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? We throwing parties. It's only eight of us, and uh, just really kicking it. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, it's like I can't abandon that. Like I'm not finna abandon somebody that's been a part of my memories unless you do something wrong. And just because you not want to support my dreams or whatever, and, and really go got the vision I want, that's not saying you a bad person, but it's saying like you guys, you gonna do something greater that we gonna collab with right, right on down the line, other than me just putting you as a hater, you get what I'm saying? So I really, at the end of the day, I really communicated with them, you know, the position that we at, but also, you know, I highlighted the brighter side, like, you know, them people I started that slutty boy with, yeah. like, them all my brothers. Even the like, ones that, even, sorry for cutting you off, but no, you good. even the ones that, uh, you know, necessarily aren't a part of Swiping Nation, do they still play a part in helping you grow? Yeah, they do, just because, like, you know, especially this one dude, his name is Stokely, he, like, he, like, 
always, you know, just comes around. You get what I'm saying? And when he come around, it's like we just reminisce on the slutty boy days. And, and it's literally like it's, it just show you how far we came since them days. You get what I'm saying? Right. Well, just say we collect the money at the door, only collect $5 at the end of the night. We find out we don't let everybody in for free. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's like, man, it's just them funny-ass moments, the funny-ass experience. And it's just like it highlight, like, man, hopefully – you know, two years. Well, hopefully, we still the same name. You still the same game, rocking out. But it's like, man, like I want to look back on it and just be like, damn, we really grew from this. Okay, okay. To play like a little devil's advocate, do you think that the negative stigma that might be associated with swipers or swiping, uh, do you think that could play a part in the whole branding? Yeah, uh, it's funny because I remember talking to my graphic designer like when we first did the transition. And I was like, man, make a couple designs so I can really just introduce it to Chicago. And when he sent me the designs back, it was all MasterCards and ATM (laughs) machine. I'm like, and it just It used to be the MasterCard uh, logo, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was like, it was like, we wasn't on that, but it was kind of like, you know, like, that's the first idea that popped up in his head. So that's, you know, sort of say that's what everybody was thinking. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, we go so crazy with the Fox Night and it's really becoming our logo. It's really becoming our little homie. And eventually we're gonna have swipe of the Fox for real. Yeah. We're gonna we gonna we gonna play with the idea a lot and it's like it's like now we got a purpose. Like when people ask us why why y'all go so crazy with the Fox, why he everywhere. You get what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like we really highlighting that just to eliminate all other factors. You just start paying the nigga to hop in a uh and a swiper suit. <laughs> and a swiper suit. And just be in the parties, bro. Just yeah, walk around in the parties, bro. Hey, man, I ain't going to lie. If we use that idea, <laughs> you got to check. Up, man, <laughs> that should be raw, though, just to be just pop up in the parties. Never take it off. <laughs> yeah, he just like, in there, bitch. You probably, you probably see it on Twitter. Somebody catch him in the middle dancing or some yeah, shit. Just, you, you know those videos you go across, and it'll be like somebody in a, uh, yeah, in an Elmo suit just hitting oh, the Oh, yeah, da- hitting the dance. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I ain't going to lie. I ain't gonna lie, man. You might just kick some <laughs> off. That shouldn't be t- that shouldn't be cold. That shit would really be cold. So, how what's the how how long have you been swiping nation? It's been uh, a couple years, right? Uh, no, actually, we started last summer. Last summer, okay. So last summer, that was the first year of us really being swiping nation. I think we started with, I think us we started with like twenty six people. It was twenty six of us. Uh, mostly it was me, Brian, Jaleel, and then, you know, Kayla, she came in, she did her thing. She the, uh, social media ambassador for most of our, uh, Instagram, so anybody you see, like, you know, from the page, either me or Kayla, for real. Um, and, you know, we started off with first day out, first day out was crazy, um, and this is really our second season right now. Like, okay. You know, we in our sophomore season. And really, we getting our structure, our brand, and we we gonna push for it. I got a few additions to the team. I think we expanded to uh, forty six. No, actually fifty two people. We expanded fifty two people. Um, and you know, I got some people on the team that's like, man, I added Madison. Um, I can't even go through everybody, but it's like, man, I well, now fifty two people. You'll be here for like two minutes just saying that. For real though, but no, I really, I, it really started from the bottom for real. Okay. Okay. And what's been how, what's been the growth factor? How, how have you been growing? Man, I've been growing just because like it, it's swiping nation been teaching me how to deal with my team. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't even view them as a team for real. Mm-hmm. Like it's like 
man, once you create a bond with somebody, like you can't you can't create that. Like I feel like that's something that real companies like. Like if everybody just you know took like of course you got your nine to five, but you know jobs that involve people being creative. You know people. It just teach me how to you know value what everybody say. It teach me to value everything. How we can transfer you know one idea into some epic. You get what I'm saying? So yes, it's kind of like. It's kind of like it teach. It's teaching me really how to just be, just more of a point guard instead of just being a general or you feel me, the dictator. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not forcing nothing. Like it, it showed me because it's times I I have tried to force ideas down their throat, and it's like I never get you feel me the right outcome other than me listening to everybody else. Okay, is it is it a little harder to you know execute something that you solely might want to do? Because I know you probably have to explain to everyone. Yeah. And it's a lot of heads. Is it sometimes hard to, to do that? Yeah, it, it is sometimes. But it's like it's like everybody just brings the – my thing is everybody brings the energy. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Whether it's positive or negative just because we're going to need that balance. Like we don't want to think everything 100% cool because we already know in Chicago – with the venues we deal with, everything not always gonna be one hundred percent. But you know, that just give us goals. You okay. know what I'm saying? They give us something to work towards. And it's like my vision is, is I keep my vision broad. Like I'm not specific. I, I do everything in goals. Like this summer is really about just bringing my team together and also bringing the people together constantly with people constantly meeting each other, networking. And we're going to be coming out with a, a whole bunch of dope ideas to mm-hmm. really recap their experience where people can take – it's going to be a point where people can take their experience home. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Like like, <clears throat> f- f- like photos people can take home. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, we really want to make Summer 18 something that people remember where, like, like people would be, like, two years down the line. Like, right now my mind is on longevity. And once I keep my vision broad, it's like – if you if you looking at everything you know 360 angle like everybody can always pick that one angle that they see and expand on that you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's 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 really it's getting easier actually like with the more people and it's like they bringing that excitement that energy you get what I'm saying it's really getting easier for people to see what I see because with Swipe Nation expanding and you see the certain things that you know we've done it's like. I, I'm really putting real Swiper Nation examples in instead of speaking hypothetically. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Well, I'm going on what we did good and what we did bad other than what we going to do. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So it's easier to weave out certain stuff. Facts, facts. It's easier to put certain stuff in. When you talk about uh, energy and things, does it, having more people, does it make the turnout for the events a little bit better because you have people to kind of you know kick off a positive vibe? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Instead of having one or two people <laughs> having to try to turn up a party. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because at one point, I think Swipe Nation had, I want to say, like 66 people. Okay. So this is not the biggest group that we had to deal with. That's a lot of fucking people. That is. That's a lot of people to already be in a party before the day. <laughs> so imagine, like, the venue be like, man, this is what y'all got already? Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, hold on. Everybody on the team? What y'all got going on? That man? one I went to, had that was at least... 250. Facts. That was, was the uh, I don't think I missed I missed the Gato performance. But okay. it was like it was like an easy 250. And okay. everybody had a good time too. I ain't never seen people. That was my first time seeing uh people kind of turn up to that slide like all at okay, once. Okay, yeah. And that shit was lit. That shit yeah. was lit. Uh actually like I want to say 
it's crazy because this summer, man, it's going to be crazy just because the music transformation. You get what I'm saying? Where, like, last summer we was turning up to the Take K. We was turning okay, up yeah. to the... To the, I don't even think Cardi B was really hot, but we was she turning wasn't. up. No, I mean, she had that one single. She had that single, but we was turning up to like the Twenty One Savage. Oh, she was yeah. turning up to the the Uzi. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and this shit is like, I'm finna see really how people transform. Like you know, more people went to college, more people is you know going out now, and it's like our events is really expanding. And it's like now I really want to see like how that slide come on with you know. 800 people in the room you know that's how finito kicked yeah, off exactly so it's like man i'm really trying to to a certain extent i'm trying to recreate history that's what kind of like that's what that popped in my head that the way people turned up to that slide was how people turn up to like old keith for real Where everybody hopping up and down screaming the lyrics yeah and everybody knew it and it was so funny because you know that the version they played was the remix for Twenty One Savage. Yeah. Everybody was going nuts when when Duck <laughs> versus going, but soon Twenty One Savage came. Everybody was just like, ah. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. We, we gonna we gonna have some we gonna have some cool. The best the favorite I think the favorite part of a party on the music side was uh when we did first day out. Mm-hmm. I think uh Mufasa played Kodak first day out. I think he played Gucci first day out, but when he played T Grizzly's first day out, everybody went nuts. Everybody went nuts because that was the biggest song too. That it was, was. That's the lit. That shit lit. So what do you uh? What's the what's the goal? I mean, you kind of you kind of spoke on it a little bit, but what's the goal for like just coming up, coming up? Uh, for me, coming up is man. It's like it's like I put it like this man I'm trying to reach a million people before I reach a million dollars okay like for real I think like my network is my is my bread system you get what I'm saying I'm really just trying to put that impact on people I'm trying to I'm trying to really lay the smack down like like on Chicago Mm -hmm. for real whether it come from influence just because I know that I'm a type of person where like I already got what I want what in mind what I want to do with it you get what I'm saying like like I'm doing so much stuff on the side that like I'm really trying to put people together just because I'm trying to like I know people like the people I'm not like I ain't no big guy like a lot of people don't really know me like Chicago huge but the people who do know me know what I'm about and yeah. I know like the people that I'm am in tune with like really respect me so it's kind of like I'm using the people I know and I'm just connecting you know certain people on the side like putting people in group chats like hey meet this guy if you ever need this and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I feel like if the more people I do that with like the more you see stuff really changing yeah. on its own type stuff so it's kind of like I'm really just just I'm, my version of a come up is is sparking the next idea and sparking the next song and then also like it's clear like like oh yeah like like people don't even know Gucci put them two together. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm really, like I really want to create a wave, or I want to create, you know, something like, like people always talk about, um, like what, like the little stuff I've done. You get what I'm saying? But it's like, like I'm trying to really put like a, a huge stamp where people be like, man, this is what got him here. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so many people because it's. Like, have your hands on everything, pretty much, or have your hands yeah, in a, yeah. a lot of different pots for real. creating other things? And I feel like the more I do that, the more, like, everybody else start thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. The more you see people doing music, but also on the business side, the more you see. Because I feel like people like Diddy, Rich the Kid, even Soldier Boy, you get what I'm saying? Those people who, who really 
like expanded what you can do because some people be like, man, you can't be a rapper and be a lawyer at the same yeah. time. Like if you're doing something, it's gonna close up your other doors. You get what I'm saying? But I'm all about people just keeping their doors open and you mm-hmm. know, because I feel like it's it's gonna be a huge balance. You get what I'm saying? Like like if everybody just be a visionary, like sure. there's nothing, it's nothing nobody can't do. For sure, for sure. So you say you want to touch a million dollars. Uh, I mean, a million people before a million dollars. Do you plan on expanding? Like, is it a soul, like, south side or, you know, this side of the city thing? Or are you trying to go up north? How, I ain't going to lie. Like, how you expanding? A, like, a person from Chicago at the end of the day, like, it going to your certain south sides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for me just being out of Excuse me, but me, with me just being out of town, it's like, man, once you from Chicago, you from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, like point blank, like. And like you might like we weave out the people that's from Homewood, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Calumet City, like they they might get as hard. We weave them people out, but once you from s- Chicago, like southeast, the little east that's there, you feel me? West, it's like it's like you you in there. So I really just I want I want the influence to stay in Chicago just because this is a city I'm passionate about, and I'm constantly meeting people every day. That's like man, we gonna we gotta change Chicago. Like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And it's like it's like man, it's so many of these people here. It's just like it's just like man, it's just time to start getting the ball rolling. It's time to you know start changing stuff. You feel me asap? So it's like I feel like that's that's one of my goals. Like. I'm a be like I'm a person where like yeah I'll be in Atlanta yeah I go to school there but it's like I'm gonna be around you get what I'm saying yeah. like I'm gonna be around I'm gonna be in the community like I'm gonna really be an outlet no no matter what level of success that I receive or God bless me with like like I gotta come back to the city and right. get a city some of my time like if not all of my time even if I'm not living here like I'm, I gotta. You think you'll be back, back once you finish school? I think school? I will. Like once I graduate school, I think I'm coming back to to Chicago just because like this is this is my roots. You know right. what I'm saying? Like this is a city that shaped me, and I I'm I'm gonna you know be a tool and, and help shape the next person. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. So speaking on that, like just expanding that a little bit more, because you were telling me comedy is your mentor. Is that yeah. something like I feel like that's something you would get from that type of mindset? Is something you would get from someone older? Facts. No, nah, he really he really instilled like the like he he instilled like the fact of like your passion is gonna get you right comfortably in all mm-hmm. angles you get what i'm saying like he a person who's passionate about the people and i feel like his passion for the people and his passion for music is what number one got him paid mm-hmm. number two got him his network and it's like seeing where he came from it's like it's really your community that shaped you you get what i'm saying yeah. so like my community is what shaped me it was like you feel me i have my father but it's like I had to constantly go and look for information out of different, you feel me, black men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was giving me, you know, these two cents and stuff like that. And I'm eventually, you feel me, going to make a dollar. So it's right. like, you know, I'm I'm really like, it's the networking thing. So I know, like, it's not hard. It's like support free. You get what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's nothing to retweet something. It's nothing to favor. Like, it's not taking nothing out of your pockets. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, a fact. So it's like. That's a big, matter of fact, that's a big fact that people need to really think about real, like, it ain't shit to just support somebody or you know just show an ounce of love for real like it's like a retweet is free a like is free a favorite is free a subscription is free you know what i'm saying but guess what and people well, don't even pay attention to that shit no way they i mean people don't but <laughs> at the same time if i'm saying like the people who retweeted or the p- person who subscribes to something like you yeah. subscribe to youtube channel 
But it's I like, guarantee you really not on that person YouTube channel twenty four seven or any of the YouTube channels you subscribe <laughs> to. For real. You're not you're not on that twenty four seven, but at the same time it's there. Mm-hmm. And that can potentially get somebody else paid. Right. Like you get a thousand subscriptions or fifty thousand subscriptions, like now you somebody. Yeah, that's you know a fact. What I'm saying? It's like people want to, people want to influence a platform. And it's like, you know, what you gonna do with it? Mm-hmm. Like, as long as like like when people people ask me to retweet in favor they stuff all the time but it's like before i do that i just want to know where your head at you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying like i was talking to the dude from glass house tv yesterday you feel me he was sending me his flyer and stuff solo was, yeah solo yeah i got I, I interviewed him before yeah so it's like right. i was talking to solo and, and it was like you know i was talking to him and it was like it's like okay i see what you're doing mm-hmm. all right here's a retweet here's okay. a favorite okay later on down the line you know, let's do something. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, matter of fact, come to my party Friday. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a growing fatigue. I just want to make sure the people that I'm supporting are robots. You right. get what I'm saying? Making sure these real people with real agendas. You get what I'm saying? That's no fair. matter what your agenda is, I just want to make sure you on the right path because mm-hmm. that's what people did to me. Like, people ask me, what is Swiper Nation? Now I got to go and explain it. Now I got to go into depth. But once I explain it, you're like, okay, I can either rock with that or it's like, I can you feel me fall back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you give people the option. So Okay, it's okay. Like, you know, it's like it's support free. You know what I'm saying? That's the bottom line. That's a fact. So like music, you say you you wanna do Swiper Nation, you wanna do music promo as well. Yeah. How have you gotten to that so far? So all music promotion that we've been doing this week is free. So we do certain endorsements from different artists, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're like just say like they'll send us a little bread and it's like but it's like I was looking at the bigger picture of it. Unless you like want us to do something that's really, you know, detailed and tailored to you and what you got going on. It's like it's it's go through the whole process of like support being free. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we get our Twitter page of two thousand followers and we started our SoundCloud up. We doing free reposting, free promotions all week. You know what I'm saying? Like Period. Like we we probably gonna be doing free promotions next week. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, I just want to get into the habit of just people just seeing what what other people got on because there's a lot of more people going into music and it's a lot of more people just you know going into creative realm whether they shooting music videos or photography mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of young black people is really creating this stuff and it's like I know in the sense of that especially when you being a consumer all day. Like, you might, if you win that field, you might be looking at everybody else's competition. You know what I'm saying? Well, you trying to get booked other than the next guy. Of course, you know, you want to secure your bag. But at the same time, it's like, man, you got to think about how many people in the world. You get what I'm saying? Like, like it's people that go out and explore only got, you know, a certain amount of followers. They going out doing them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you going to get what you want out of life doing you. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like. I'm trying to break the barrier that is no competition. Like, if you focus on your own lane, like, stuff gonna come to you. There's so many people in this world. Like, like people be saying, like, I know everybody, da, da, da. Like, but I done been to Atlanta, like, on a plane, I'm crossing states of people. Like, okay. just being on a plane, looking down, seeing how many acres of land I'm covering, seeing how many people out there. If you see how many radio stations it is, if you see how many podcasts it is, like, like, there's so many people in the world, like, man, you're going to run into somebody who got something for you. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That that can offer you something bigger than what you got. Mm-hmm. So. so what do you want to take the music production? You say, you say you're doing free promotion, but where else? You have a, you, I've seen you had an artist, right? Or have an artist. Yeah, I got D-Free, Britt Milan, John. 
Lil Cam. And I'll be oh, so you got you got multiple artists. Yeah, I got a couple artists, but it's like really I'm just endorsing them. And mm-hmm. to a certain extent, like they artists in their own right. Like I'm not involved on their music side. And they really just free thinkers. They create. They out here doing it on their own. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, those are the artists that I'm promoting and endorsing. Using your platform to kind of yeah. push. Okay. What and what? What makes you want to push those artists, or what about them? Uh, Britt. She's she a bowl of sunshine. G like she she's somebody who's gonna turn up the party number one. But also she real creative, and she got a voice. She can sing. D free. He he like he did basketball like rap guy you know what I'm saying everybody always think like no more everybody always knew he was gonna be a rapper but at the same time people be trying to put D free in a box mm-hmm. but it's like when you see him like up close in person like when you see him in this real form you like gee like this dude number one he can spit but number two like his mind in the right place where he know he gonna be something you know what I'm saying I love somebody with that self-confidence and he a funny ass nigga bro like he one of the funniest niggas I know but Lil Cam, he up and coming, bro. He be sending me his music. He he funny. He funny as hell. But at the same time, his music capture what he live on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, John, he a real businessman. I fuck with John just cause he got the intellect. You feel me? He know how to market himself. He know what direction he want to go in. Like he got his plan set up for like the next year, two years. So is anyone that you're like you have your hands in on helping them? with that that whole scheme because you you are a marketing major correct yeah so is anyone who like you have your hands on that you're helping market themselves or push a certain way uh really the only person that i've really been up close with is uh d free just because uh me and d free we similar in a lot of ways you get what i'm saying and it's like he the person who was the in the first group of swiper nation number mm-hmm. one and he a person who like I remember when you know like Jay Visuals was shooting his vi- music video two three years ago, so he he been getting a lot under his belt and I see where he want to go with it. So that's the person I put my opinion on the most. Okay, okay. Just because I see where his head at. Are all the artists from Chicago? Yeah, all of them from Chicago. Okay. Yeah, John. He <clears throat> he the only one I think that's in school right now. He's going to Lil Cam going to Morehouse and uh, John. He go to I think. He go to school in Houston. Okay. I forgot which school he go to school. Everybody in go down south. For real, south south where south. Is it really like that? I mean, it is. It is to a certain extent, but you see, I always come back to Chicago in the summer, bro. You. Is it like you a city person? I'm a city person. For does, real. does it does it cater to a city a city man? It do sometimes. It depends on where you at. Atlanta do just because Atlanta a big city mm-hmm. in the south though. So it's like you are gonna run into a whole bunch of country people, but. I feel like a lot of country shit. Yeah, a lot of country shit. Like my <laughs> roommate got in a car accident. I'm like, how you do it? This nigga say he ran into a deer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell? But I lo- I like big cities, and I gee, I love my city, bro. Like bottom line, like I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be around 20 years from now. That's a fact. Doing some shit. I don't know. I always say the same thing, yo. Like I feel like just people from Chicago in general. Cause I have, I got some people in my family. They they not they don't live in the city anymore because of work. Mm-hmm. But every time you come around, it's always a consideration. Like I'm thinking about moving back to Chicago. Cause yeah. like you you could take you could take a person out of this out of Chicago, but like you always want to be back here. There's shit like there's things here that you can't get out of the place. Yeah, for real. Especially Harold's Chicken. Cause yeah. that's the one. That's the one. That's the one thing right there. And let's let's settle this right now. 
Is the Harrods and Hyde Park better or the 1087? I ain't gonna lie. I, me personally, I rock with the Harrods and Hyde Park. <laughs> but just so I won't get slaughtered, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the 87 just because I ain't gonna lie. It's been, it's been some times where Hyde Park Harrods have tweaked. Mm-hmm. Like, skimp on the sauce. <laughs> People don't know if it's real mouth sauce. People say it's barbecue sauce a little bit, but the eighty-seven heroes ain't gonna never let you down. So it's like you really dealing with like I want to say a LeBron versus like a, a Kevin Durant, like a Kevin Durant, for real, like a Kevin Durant, somebody who might give you thirty. You know what I'm saying? but he not doing everything. That's a fact. That's a fact. I figured the I was just in Harold and I came to conclusion the reason why the eighty-seven heroes is so good, bro. There's no way. Pay attention. Next time you go, there's nobody in there under the age of like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody in. That's why they and it's slow in there too. Like yeah, you're going yeah. there, order some food, and be waiting like a good 15, 20 minutes. Facts. But there's nobody under thirty in that motherfucker, and they all take their time. Yeah, they do. They don't rush. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care if it's a, a big ass line in there. Yeah, they just yeah. take their time. I seen. I was in there probably a couple weeks ago. And this girl come in, like, I made, I called in for my food. But the lady at the restaurant, I'm sorry, baby, we don't make the food on the calls. She's like, what the fuck I ordered my food for then? <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, but no. you got the dude back there. You got one dude in the back smoking cigarette. I'm like, you the, yeah. man, you the man making the chicken? He like, nah, I just prep it. <laughs> and then the other guy in the back, he chilling. He chilling, coming to the front, changing the music on the little jukebox thing. Yeah, and go yeah, back yeah. to the back, taking his time, frying the chicken and shit. He got the lady who who taking orders. She chilling, you yeah. know, going one person after the other. Then you got the woman who uh who bagging and shit up. She yeah, talking she to everybody. And then she always call you, like, sweetie. Yeah, like, but none of them something. are under 30, bro. <laughs> and that's why the food's so good, because no, they all older, and they all could cook at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, they all, I feel like they rotate what they go do. <laughs> like, I got chicken today. Yeah. All right, all, you got orders today. Like, that's they, a fact. They all could play point through center. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? They all, they all do everything. <laughs> everything. And you got to go in there to get your, you can't, and that was the fucked up part. Like, you can't go, you can't call your food in yeah and that's the thing too it's a bunch of places like that nah, it's the trick though it's a trick i'm gonna tell you bro what is it harold's chicken shack 55.com if you pay with your card they they drop it as soon as they get the order bro okay but you gotta know 100 percent you going and what time you going like you gotta you gotta gps it 15 minutes mm-hmm. from harold's and then so put it in then put it in then go because you should have sit there for a minute if, if not Okay, so you just got to kind of pay for it prior to going in. Mm-hmm. That, that was wild. She was so mad, too. Yeah. I ain't never seen somebody so, so mad over some chicken. I used to work at the Nike on 86, and on my break, mm-hmm. I used to be pressed because I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I'm, I know by the time I get it, I got like 10 minutes left <laughs> on my break. I got to eat it on the way back right. in. I'll be in there pushing shoes. it be mouth sauce on the boxes. <laughs> I be like, damn, what the hell? <laughs> That's funny. So to start kind of wrapping up a little bit, two more questions. Expand a little bit on your Twitter header is making making Chicago party again. Facts, man. And what what what's that mean behind that? I feel like I ain't gonna lie. People in Chicago from like 2010 to 2014, especially with like the Twitter was low key and shit. Mm-hmm. Like niggas was having fun. Like niggas was going out adventuring. Motherfuckers on a bus. Like niggas was going to bus the parties type shit. Like like. I just want to bring a whole new era of Chicago. Like, we 
I feel like Chicago is, is in a movement right now with so many people doing different stuff. Like, we trying to usher in the next big era or the next big push because if Chicago did that with Keith in 2012, I know it's a couple Keiths in Chicago mm-hmm. right now that just waiting on their time to shine, like Elgato, Cowboy, OG Steve-O. Like, it's, it's a lot of artists out here, and it's a lot of, like, like you know good people here like fashion designers like we got all like you said we got all the tools like even you doing this podcast like bro you you doing something incredible right now you gonna thank you thank you 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 increasing the platform like you increasing the ear like you know like you providing another outlet for people you get what i'm saying so it's like it's like everybody in chicago doing so many good amazing things it's like I'm at the point where now I'm just trying to bring all that together, like, and hopefully somebody bigger than me, you know, want to put their stamp on it and be like, man, we got to make Chicago party again, make Chicago have fun. I'm talking about the, the summer vibe, uh, lug juices, uh, hot crunchy grilled yeah. cheese, all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got a little juice right there. You want one? Yeah, I'll take one. It's I a, got you. It's, it's, Oh yeah, oh yeah, he, oh yeah, he whipped that out for real. <laughs> Those stay on deck. But it's like, it's like, it's like, man, just, just bringing the, the good vibes back. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, it's, it's always been there. It's just, it was just a little hidden. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, just expanding on that? Do you feel like you still have to stay, you know, connected with younger people now, like the high schoolers that's in high school now? Facts, because when it comes to the, like the college, like the college crowd. Companies a lot more open than them just because they feel like you know they're a little bit older, they care a little bit more. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a problem getting stuff for the college crowd now, but it's like it's the high schoolers that we really gotta care and nurture for. You get what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, those like the freshmen that's in college now, like, I mean, not in college, but the freshmen in high school now, those are the people that's gonna be ushering the next generation after us. Like, mm-hmm. we had a point where we finna start getting old. I know it's gonna be a long ass time from now, but you know, like. We at a point now where, like, man, we got to bridge the gap where if I can get people from 25 rocking with the high schoolers now, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. everybody on the same page. We're going to go so far because that's we're going to create wealth. You get what I'm saying? Like, the mindset. Like, I want shorties knowing how to get LLCs and knowing how to, you know, do their business right. Like, man, you never know who will blow up. Like, if it's a shorty coming out of... You feel me? See me out right now rapping freshman year. Like, by the time you feel me, a sophomore, junior, and shit, he can get the chance to blow up and put everybody on. To be honest. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, like man, I know the the next icon is somewhere out there, and he's young. Like, shit, people, I, I feel like value really comes with, you know, like, I, I'll probably say in social media terms, the younger you are. Like, when Keith was doing that, it's because he was 16 doing that shit. He really had shit to lose. Like, type, you, know. you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, you still can do incredible shit. Like, if a nigga designed a gym shoes at 10 years old and that shit raw as hell, like, you gonna really think about, like, damn, number one, this shit raw, but number one, number two, he's 10 years old doing this shit. He still has it's time to grow. Value, and, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it's, it's like we gotta invest in our youth, man. I do that shit all the time. I ain't gonna highlight the shit I do, but I gotta highlight to you because we mm-hmm. ain't gonna be nowhere without them. To be honest, and the last question I ask everyone is like, I, you heard me in the beginning say the podcast for the people by the people, and I ask a question to you know give us one piece of dedicated information to them. Um, it's a question: What is it that you would recommend, or what's a piece of advice you would give to anyone you know maybe in a position where they're trying to do something that you're in the field of doing right now, mm-hmm. or you know, anything just creative or trying to build themselves and grow, what's one piece of advice you would give that person, maybe doing it well or 
uh, maybe trying to find out how to do it or maybe not going too good, things like that? I ain't gonna lie. Um, the one piece of advice I can give is I ain't trying to get a cliche to never stop going, but man, it's like learn your passion, learn what you dedicated to, um, really learn and understand yourself, learn your surroundings really get get yourself into a comfortable skin mm-hmm. because in life like to for you to get to the next level you always going you always going to encounter something that's going to discourage you you always going to run into somebody who probably don't see you as you feel me the next big thing popping but you always got to keep going and understand that life isn't always about you feel me it's not always going to end at when you're 25. It's not going to end when you're 30. It's not going to end when you're 35. Like, you got your whole life ahead of you to do something great. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can look at Tyler Perry. Probably blew up when he was, like, 40 years old. Like, life, oh, like, you got years ahead of you. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to rush. You don't have to do nothing. You're going to just learn your own pace, and you everything going to be good. That's a fact. And let the people know where they can follow and keep up with you. I like that piece of advice too, by the way. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Gucci Glow Stands, IG Gucci Glow Stands, man. Uh, Snapchat, Gucci underscore three six five. So you see, I'm Gucci everything, but my real name, you know, Eric Wilson at the end of the day, still. So facts. And before we check out, anything else you want to say? Uh, man, I want to say shout out to my mama, man. Just cause you feel me, like. When I be doing stuff like this, I don't always shout out moms like I'm supposed to. She the one who gave me all this this good advice that she really knows. She always show me unconditional love. And you feel me? Like, lately I've been running to people who you feel me? Like, I know people who don't have their father, but I've been running to people who don't got their mother. And it's like, like that's the person who really birthed you, like the one who put you in the world. And like, you know, I, my heart go out to those people, but it also made me really appreciate Mama Dukes. Facts, facts. No Hesitation Podcast, the only podcast for the people, by the people. I would like to thank Gucci for coming up to the No Hesitation Podcast and chopping it up with me, bro. Really appreciate that, even though, you know, we've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks. So it's even like the yeah, anticipation yeah. was there, and I, and I dig that. Um, I'm your host, Omari. Shout out Ye again. She couldn't make it this week. Um, so shout out you, Ye. She usually sit right there. That's why I'm, like, looking this way. Because oh, yeah. it's like she She is there already <laughs> yeah. I feel the presence <laughs> But yeah that's how we going No hesitation motherfucker Let's let's turn up to something There we go What? And they still know that I'm the motherfucking man Banana
No talk. This for the people no. about to be. Talk to us. I'm trying to tell you. Talk to us. I'm trying to tell you. Look, don't talk. I'm going to do whatever the fuck you need me to do. Hey, fuck you. I'm going to blow your shit out.